Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute at Cleveland Clinic. My name is Dr. Alan Klein from the Cleveland Clinic, Director for the Center for Pericardial Diseases, and it's my great pleasure to present the results of the Rhapsody trial. This is the pivotal phase three trial of patients with recurrent pericarditis. I'd like to acknowledge my co-principal investigator from Italy, Dr. Massimo Amazio, as well as the other authors, investigators, and staff. And of course, a special thank you for the patients participating in the study. And my disclosures can be found on this slide. Now, I'd like to talk about recurrent pericarditis. Recurrent pericarditis is a debilitating disease with no FDA-approved therapies. Typically, the disease is managed with a combination of NSAIDs, something like ibuprofen, colchicine, and prednisone. Long-term steroid use and the associated morbidity are concerns of many patients with recurrent pericarditis. Interleukin-1 has been implicated as a mediator of recurrent pericarditis. Rolonicept is a once-weekly subcutaneously administered IO-1-alpha and IO-1-beta cytokine trap. Let me talk about the design of the Rhapsody trial. Rhapsody was designed to test the hypothesis that monotherapy rolonicept would be sufficient to resolve active episodes of pericarditis and reduce the risk of pericarditis recurrence. Rhapsody was unique. It utilized a randomized withdrawal design. Acutely symptomatic patients with pericarditis that were failing their background medicine were enrolled in a single, in a 12-week single-blind run-in period, as shown over here, during which they received weekly rolonicept, while other pericarditis medications such as steroids, colchicine, were tapered and discontinued. Now, clinical responders on this monotherapy rolonicept were then randomized one-to-one -to, -one to continued rolonicept or placebo in a double-blind, event-driven, randomized withdrawal period. The primary efficacy endpoint of the trial was time to first adjudicated pericarditis recurrence. Patients who experienced a recurrence could be given open-label rolonicept, bailout rolonicept, and remain in the study. The secondary endpoints related to patient symptoms and quality of life are listed here. Eligible patients continued an open-label rolonicept in a long-term extension period, which is ongoing. Now let's look at the demographics and clinical characteristics of our patients. Rhapsody was a very well-balanced study. Enrolled patients were representative of the real-world pericarditis population. The mean number of episodes, pericarditis episodes, was 4.7. Patients were experiencing acute recurrence despite 80% treated with colchicine and almost half with steroids. Patients enrolled were experiencing a lot of serious disease with pericarditis. The pericarditis pain was just uh, over six out of 10 on a NRS scale, and C-reactive protein was elevated at six milligrams per deciliter. And other objective evidence of pericarditis manifestations were represented as expected. So this is the concert diagram of our, of our patients, of our trial. Of 86 enrolled 
patients, 79 completed the run-in period. Of those 61 patients were randomized in the randomized withdrawal period, and the long-term extension period is ongoing. Now the results. As you can see, Rolanocept initiation resulted in a rapid resolution of the acute episode. During the run-in period, we saw a very rapid and sustained reduction in both report of pain in purple and CRP inflammation in gray as soon as after the first dose. The median time to pain response was five days and the median time to CRP normalization was seven days. All patients who were receiving steroids at baseline successfully tapered off and transitioned to monotherapy rolonicept within eight weeks. The study met the primary efficacy endpoint as shown on this slide. In total, 25 events accrued, two in the rolonicept arm and 23 in the placebo arm. The median time to first adjudicated pericarditis recurrence in placebo patients was 8.6 weeks after randomization, and almost half of those who went on to suffer recurrence did so within the first month. In contrast, in the rolonicept arm, the median time to recurrence couldn't be calculated as there were not enough events. There were only two recurrences in the rolonicept arm, and both occurred after brief temporary study drug interruption. The hazard ratio was 0.04 with a highly statistically significant p-value of less than 0.0001. This corresponds to a very dramatic 96% reduction in the risk of a recurrent pericarditis event. There were no reported recurrences for the remainder of the randomized withdrawal period in patients receiving bailout rolonicept. The annualized incidence of recurrence on treatment was reduced compared to pre-study. Now the secondary endpoints. All three major secondary efficacy endpoints at week 16 were highly statistically significant. Four times as many rolonicept recipients maintained clinical response compared to placebo recipients. From a patient quality of life perspective, 81% of patients receiving rolonicept report absence or minimal pericardial symptoms compared with 25% of placebo recipients. And rolonicept recipients reported 98% of trial days being pain-free or at most experiencing minimal pain versus 46% in the placebo arm. For all three endpoints, the sensitivity analysis were consistent out to week 24 with curve separation as early as week eight. In general, Rolonicept was generally well tolerated. Events were consistent with the known, uh, with the known safety profile of Rolonicept. There were of note, there was no drug-related serious adverse events and no deaths. Non-serious AEs in four patients led to discontinuation, all during the run-in period. The most common events were injection site reactions and upper respiratory tract infections. In conclusion, in Rhapsody, in patients with symptomatic recurrent pericarditis failing standard of care therapy, these data demonstrate a very robust treatment response to rolonicept, including rapid res resolution of acute pericarditis episodes after the first dose of rolonicept.
the prevention of recurrence is well on treatment with a 96% relative risk reduction. The successful weaning of treated patients off concomitant standard treatments for pericarditis, including steroids. And finally, improved quality of life with 98% of trial days with none or minimal pericarditis pain. From the perspective of the current sequential treatment algorithm for recurrent pericarditis management in 2020, these data could rep represent actually a paradigm shift in that Rolanocept not only, only, only provided a steroid sparing option to half the study population who are on steroids at study entry, but also potentially obviated the need for initiation of steroids in patients who are experiencing a recurrence despite colchicine. So in summary, ladies and gentlemen, for physicians and patients out there, instead of giving steroids, we may have another option in giving monotherapy rolonicept to help these patients that have a lot of uh, disabling chest pain in, in the future. To mention, with this presentation, uh, the New England Journal published this article um, as well. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.